Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening to our show. I feel as though we should do a little trigger warning today in case anyone is caught off guard by the <coughs> content of today's episode. There's a fair amount of bestiality and pedophilia discussion halfway into the show. Beginning's normal. You've, no- you've been warned, and now you can't get mad at us. That's what's great about trigger warnings. They're for you, and they get us off the hook as the artists. We're going to talk about that shit. It's pretty fucked up. If you don't want to hear about it, don't listen to the show. All right. Enjoy the show. Lock them into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. It's Grimace's birthday. Welcome to our hard-hitting politics show, Pod Damn America. I'm Jake. I'm the Ronald McDonald of the show, as we've established, which I like to scream from time to time when frustrated. I am the Ronald McDonald of the show. I'm the eldest boy. Anders Lee is here. Hamburglers Lee here. Very masterfully executed, my friend. Hamburglers here. <laughs> there you go. Alex Patak is here. And I'm the Grimace of the show, and it's my birthday. It's your birthday. It's Grimace's birthday. Is it a birthday month type of thing? Because I've been hearing about Grimace's birthday for like a week now. you got to give Grimace brain on his birthday. <laughs> That's what he wants. Yeah, he gets to fuck you in the ass on your, and he gets his, <laughs> all month, too. Grimace doesn't care what you order. He just wants to watch you walk away from the register. <laughs> <laughs> it's on unclear when his actual birthday is it's clearly he's an all-monther because i mean it seems like one of those situations where maybe it took him an actual month to be born like the birth started june 2nd and went on till june 26th or something it could be because the he size is, of that thing he is a species yeah if you look up in like the mcdonald world the wiktionary or whatever it's there are other grimaces and whatever that is is a species that it's unclear how they reproduce yup Looks like a mammal to me, but I wonder. Well, they have wide, childbearing hips. I'm going to take a wild guess. You know how Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, the Ewok situation, Endor, that was originally supposed to be on the Wookiee planet, and there were going to be big, scary Kashyyyk. Wookies, and then they were like, "This is way cuter. Let's do Ewoks instead." But they, I'm sure they had Wookies around. Maybe one of the Wookiee suits they turned into Grimace. Oh, well, McDonald's bought it and was like, "This could be a." Why would McDonald's be there? But, you know, catering. There's business. There's business there. So any opportunity for to sell a hamburger. I disagree. I disagree with the point. because <laughs> Respectfully. He doesn't look like. I a, don't think Wookiees look like Grimace, I guess. <laughs> he doesn't look like a purple Wookiee. They're he, both big. He looks like a giant butt plug. I'm trying okay, to okay. give you credit he's on a this. More, he's a completely different shape. Yeah, he's more avocado shaped than a Wookiee. And you know, the sure. thing is, is the Wookiees really only come in tall drink of water shapes. They're like, uh, uh, they're all tall guys. There's no fat Wookiees. There are no fat Wookiees. Well, but we didn't see the planet. We don't know how dissimilar Chewbacca is from his. Do they all look like I've, Chewbacca? I've or seen are they it in Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, I've okay, seen it in they, they really are, they are just giving you That's, Chewbacca's hand over That foot. was before they developed the IP very, you know, Didn't they, they had a Christmas special, I believe, where they met Chewbacca's whole family. Why? Okay. Why well, is, that was after the movie again, but okay, mm. fine. Why is Jabba the Hutt, like, obese, like he lives in America? Oh. But then there are no fat Wookiees. Like, what's going on? What are well, they trying to say Well, he's about? a, like, royalty, basically, on Tatooine. He's, he doesn't, you know. Well, he's an oligarch. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so you can gain weight like that if you are. I think he's just never had to do anything else. He's like so, the co-founder of Google for Tatooine. So there are, there are no fat Wookiees because they it's got to be their system of government, though. They I don't, don't know. Have a I think there could be fat Wookiees, but I'm being contradicted on that. I have never seen a fat Wookiee, and I'm saying that like Donald Trump has never seen a skinny person have a Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's kind of like an anecdotal observation. I believe there. The thing is with the height and like uh, uh, just the sheer frame on these guys because they all seem really big. You'd really have to be putting them away to get any real like girth going. Yeah, because really, they look like they need to consume like five thousand calories a day minimum. Yeah, they look like NBA players. Yeah, and they're all like muscular and. The thing is, they just got to make more of them. They got to get more of them. They got to get out there. And Grimace, Grimace has an entirely different personality. I could see maybe have a common common ancestor with a Wookiee. Um, he's the most different uh, character in the McDonald's expanded universe. Yeah. Otherwise, there's a lot of human beings. Um, I think there's a chicken woman. <coughs> Somebody yeah. back me up on this. She's like a birdie, pilot. Birdie the early bird. Birdie, the early, what does she represent? Chicken nuggets. Okay, and then Grimace represents shakes. For some reason, he's a shake. He's he he makes the least sense. He looks like he pulled up in a car. (laughs) If that makes sense, like he's the drive-through guy. Uh, (laughs) That's why he's shaped like that. So, according to uh, Wikipedia.org, little website I frequent, redemption arcs are incorporated within McDonald Land, which is all where these characters originate. Media. Grimace, purple monster that was originally an antagonist that stole beverages and shakes what? from customers. He's an anti-hero? Wait, yeah. so Grimace since- stole milkshakes and Hamburglar stole hamburgers? So it was just Ronald McDonald and a cast of villains? Did we not do a whole episode about the Hamburglar? We've talked about Am this I- multiple times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an anniversary, so you have to bring it up before the oh, mainstream that's right. media picks We talked it up. about Uncle O. Grimacy, who yeah. is right. Irish and, you know, came about to promote the Shamrock Shake. It was a different but this time. Is, this is a new th- product, I believe. I don't th- know if they've done a purple shake before. I, they've never I done something? a purple shake. You know, ACAB and everything, and oh, fuck the system, whatever. I fucking want to eat one of those shakes so bad. Right. I have no idea what it tastes like. It just looks delicious. Kind of, your you your cop ACAB reflexes that, are showing. You a cop to eat a <laughs> McDonald's milkshake? Just, I'm uh, vaguely <laughs> expressing that I this is an anti-capitalist podcast, and it no, feels gross okay. to be like, oh, I want a product. Picture somebody in your head drinking the purple milkshake. Now, uh, go down to their police uniform. Have you noticed what kind of character this is the cops love the shakes i i'll say i i remember attending a discussion once a uh presentation uh so- socialist critique of anarchism and the person giving the talk was Grimace. a former anarchist okay and she began it by she had like a podium and she slammed just a giant McDonald's soda on top of the podium. It was like a statement. <laughs> it was felt like a statement. It was like lifestyleism is stupid. This is too big. Was what no, she, she said. was saying like I I'm gonna drink a McDonald's soda. What are you gonna do about oh, it? She was saying I what misunderstood. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, I renounced my A-cab, lifestyle. But I gotta have this because the shake is <laughs> too good. I, I don't even. What do you think it tastes? like? What flavor is it? Purple chocolate. I don't know. I like grape. chocolate. Oh, is grape. it grape? Okay. Purple grape. I mean, purple grape, is a whole. Purple. Is it new grape, flavor though? profile? I haven't had it. I didn't realize it was for work to find out. <laughs> I didn't think it would come up. I bet it I could be chocolate. The chocolate uh, milkshake is. They have a strawberry. Okay. So. It's you know what it is. It's disappointing to me. Vanilla soft serve and berry flavor. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, Inspired sound good. by Grimace's iconic color and sweetness. The strawberry is good, too. Guy. It's enough to make you not an anarchist anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's enough like to make mystery. you give up your uh, thoughts for a better world. It's I'm like a mystery flavor. Burn the bread book after eating this happy meal because <laughs> it was too good. <laughs> just start, start saving up for a house. Just check out. Oh, After you have one of these, you get sleepy. That's why they're putting this thing out there. <laughs> oh, man. They know they don't want 2020 to happen again. I do think so. The way McDonald's is presenting Grimace, at least on Twitter, where it's just a close up of his face as the McDonald's account now, and I only see this because it's promoted. I am not actively researching the McDonald's franchise. Um, it does kind of have a maybe Gen Z fear element to it, like a new, shocking, edgy McDonald's. Is the fucking AC on? Do I need to turn this shit off? Oh, yeah. I gotta be over here back. Okay. Um, yeah, this... this Do you agree <laughs> with me or not? You- Without your protector here to, 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 to keep you on the right track, to keep you safe from my cutting 
my, my cutting analysis, would you agree that Grimace is the face of McDonald's is an intimidation tactic? He can't Shoot. answer that, it, but I can. <laughs> to intimidate whom? It's, a, it's like a new style. It's like to scare the consumer into consuming it. Um, it's not so you feel comfortable anymore. It's so you feel scared. I would just stay away from McDonald's. When they no, because he'll find you if you do that. He's in your phone. That is kind of what's implied in that he is a monster. He's the smile monster, but for shakes. I didn't realize he was like a, a Breaking Bad anti-hero. Yeah. Yeah, I originally. Make a TV show about him, but he's actually the, the main character, even though he's an evil monster. Mm-hmm. I'm really into the lore of all of these <laughs> um, Ronald McDonald friends characters being enemies originally, and a <laughs> Dragon Ball Z style arc where they're each defeated one by one and turned <laughs> into a restaurant together. He hates Ronald McDonald the way Vegeta hates Goku. Ronald McDonald, blank canvas, almost bringing nothing to the table, not unlike a certain man named Goku, who I could bring up right now, who is just very strong, doesn't really have a lot of personality, so to say, except that he loved to fight. He does not. He eat hamburger, he fight you. He gets real mad. He Uh, gets mad when when it's fighting time. Speaking of other podcasts of yours um, or ex-podcasts, I'm sorry that you've hmm. already talked about this on your uh, your current other show. On my Quora podcast? Quoraators, everyone. Listen to Alex's show, Quoraators. But um, I just learned about this, and I need to... I need to understand what's happening. So Reddit is, like, having a weird battle with its CEO. They're on strike. Reddit, Reddit is on strike. has a CEO? Reddit has a CEO named Steve Huffman who says a mass protest on Reddit did not change the company's plans to start charging for data despite how it upended the popular site and turned thousands of discussions groups dark. His quote is... It's time we grow up and behave like an adult company. <laughs> yeah, he's like disciplining Reddit, which is mostly a jack-off factory, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, he's making a bunch of Joker guys. It's like a mostly unhinged men. I, I am like super not qualified to get into the tech specifics of what's happening, but there are third-party apps that use Reddit, uh, and there's some kind of battle over uh, if you can use them for free or not and uh it's like the only way like blind people can navigate reddit with these third-party apps and all of these like cool mods people have made uh and the uh owner of reddit's trying to shut it down and so in rebellion much of the website has gone dark uh friend of the show from quarators jeremy kaplowitz did share his screenshots from a live twitch stream of which uh, communities were going dark. They are in this order uh, as of uh, a few days ago. Our straight girls playing has gone private. 500,000 uh, subscribers. Our rear pussy has gone private. Our rear pussy? Our rear pussy. The R is like the www dot. Sure, yeah. Does that mean... Uh, See, I would love to get into pussy? this, but this is what we talked about on Quarator so okay. extensively was we decided it's when you see that pussy in a rearview mirror and you're driving away. Anyway, uh, <laughs> our lab rats has gone private. Our face down ass up has gone private. These are big communities. <laughs> communities. Our bursting out has gone private. I don't know what that one is. I guess it's like when you're there, when you're bursting out of a t-shirt. I'm guessing. You're trapped in another body. Here's the thing: if you another person's, if you recall on Reddit, it it doesn't. The communities don't have to be porn. They just are mostly porn. Like a lot of them are like cool pics or are World of Warcraft, and then like that's you know the front facing. Like if you go to the website, that shows up, and then like some pretty uh, 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 blatant, you know, fascist uh, propaganda. You get a lot of that on there. And then at the same time, like 80%, the iceberg of Reddit is all our asshole behind behind thong, which has gone private. Uh And there's also another asshole. I think it's asshole in thong is also private. So these are all... No, it's fallen. They're different and they're equal and they're all protesting. Our arranged marriage... Arranged marriage. Oh no! <laughs> it's Our pro or tight anti? shorts. Uh, I don't know. They're, that one only has fifty thousand, so it's no. Um, it's no rear pussy. Is it you sign up to be assigned a uh, mate? 
I I think it's got to be just like you go on there and you're like, this generation doesn't know what they're missing, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> they got you. Uh, Reddit is one of those websites, uh, like few social media that's like full of old people for whatever reason. Mm, like they yeah. get on there and just are like, I remember 1930. You were allowed to call a Polak a dirtman. <laughs> And they're like, oh, upvote for you, old bag. I think you know? bursting out is about is like the movie Inner Space. Mm. I'm sure it's something much worse. It's got to be bad. It's probably, I would imagine, Big Naturals. I'd guess Big out. Naturals busting from a woefully inequipped cloth shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I pray that that is the case because it could be something crazy. Um yeah, uh, are the Sopranos and our jerk off to anime were screenshotted together going private. That's kind of funny. Anyway, yeah, so you're, people get mad at you when you make fun of it because it is like a la- I've almost said labor issue. It's I don't know what to call this, like a they're, tech thing. They're withholding their labor. They're withholding AMAs over there, <laughs> <laughs> and we must support them as workers. <laughs> and that's all I want to say is power to the workers. And it's funny. The CEO is like having a mental breakdown about it. <laughs> I'm happy that the users of Reddit are having a mental breakdown. Power to the users as well. No, I don't like them. They're, they're, weird they're bursting out. Subscribe to our bursting out. You like can't. That. It's private. I don't like that website. It makes me feel weird. It's mm. from a, people that like forums. Fora. <laughs> get, Fora. get fucking welcome to the 21st century. We do discords now. We do discords now. So once you join our discord, pod damn America, get, get it through the Patreon. We have a special channel for uh, busting out and also another one for asshole behind thong. Yeah, those are both <laughs> equally possible. Uh, the discord bur- bursting out, we keep Anders locked away in a tarp and see if he can get out of there. Yep. And the thong, no tools. Asshole behind thong is actually uh, for people who have anus anuses in their feet uh, between the toes, and then wear thong sandals. That's right. That's right. People, people love that. <laughs> um, Can't get enough of it. Well, so they're making a movie out of the fucking flaming hot Cheeto guy. Yeah. What? Okay. Is this one of those? Because they made the Air Jordan movie. They're making a mo- movie about Madden, not the guy, the game. That's, and yeah, I think this is one of those. I saw okay. the Air Jordan movie with my in-laws. By the way, fucking nothing burger. This is just for, boomers need to be arrested every time they think of putting a dramatization out of just like a wacky business idea that took off. Yeah, I saw like a clip of it, I think, in the trailer where it's like uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon go to Michael Jordan's parents' house and they're like, you want to name a shoe after our son? They have so many serious monologues about how a shoe isn't a shoe until the man steps into it, where it's like, <laughs> do you hear what you're saying right now? Are you I, not embarrassed to be dramatizing this? I'm quitting my uh, job because I've been losing my mind talking to lay people all day. And mm. one of the conversations that really pushed me over the edge was someone trying to explain to me that this was a great movie. Yeah, they, no, uh, people like it. Air Jordan thing. This is like a whiff of like weird late capitalism, Adam Curtis shit, right? That like more of this is coming. Yeah. Every movie is just going to be like they, how they invented the stuff. Stapler or Instagram or whatever. Yeah, I think New Yorkers especially like okay. So you're at a you're at a bar in Manhattan. We have a higher per capita of rise grind hustlers than probably your average American area, and that is who the movie is for. It's just like they didn't know that you could make the top so high. <laughs> Manhattan is fucked up. Like I'm starting to really understand why. Bin Laden did what he did. Yeah, that, fucking, that district sucks. It's a specific target, man. People down there just love like business. <laughs> they do. Sucks. Well, uh, I, I have a prediction that you remember in the '90s. Maybe they still do this, but Pizza Hut gives you a free pan pizza every time you read a book, like a little one if you're a little kid. Yeah, I remember that. I think they're going to make a movie out of that. I could see that. Um, Interesting. <laughs> the the fuck the hot Cheeto guy. I knew this story already, and it's fucking it sucks because it's one of those things that like as soon as they started making it into a movie, I really started to understand like the how this is going to end up being like a really horrible piece of media. It's, it's not like self aware like the Barbie movie where it's like kind of a fun pastiche or something the posters are like you know they're funny it's like him and he looks like he's in that painting where you're touching god's finger or whatever but it's like a fucking flaming hot cheeto it's a hot cheeto let me tell you what i mean by this so it's a it's a fun story it's an inspiring story on some level 
with regards to Mexican-American immigrants. Because this dude was a Mexican dude who worked at the Frito-Lay factory as a janitor. Okay. And he, one day, he fucking took some Cheetos. I think this is a rough fucking whatever. Uh, if I get something wrong, yell at me on the internet. But apparently the story is like he he took some Cheetos and then he put like fucking uh, like, like, um, like a lote seasoning on them or whatever. Ooh. Because he just is Mexican, so he already cooks like that. And Cotilla on the I don't fucking yell at me on the internet, Anders. <laughs> details are not the fucking uh, important. This is part the here. Cheetos equivalent of solving the math equation on the chalkboard. But he put basic ass Mexican spices on Cheetos because that he's a Mexican dude, and that's just shit that he already cooked with. He was eating them, and then then brought them in one day, and was like, "Hey, check out this thing I made." And they were like, "Hmm, okay, I guess we'll try it." And then it ended up being the most popular fucking oh, thing of all time. My God! And it's like. I'm taking these straight to Chester. <laughs> On some level, it's like a story about culture and stuff. I'm like, oh, good for this guy. You know, he brought his culture sure. into the thing. And, the, and then so he he became like the head of the fu- an entire department of Fritos and shit. Eventually worked his way up from the mailroom. It's a rags to riches story. The Elote division. He speaks at colleges and stuff. And on some level, you hear that and you're like, wow, that's really cool. But I always kind of had this inkling like, Rags to riches stories are bad. They're part of capitalism. They're part of propaganda. That's that's how they keep us down. It's part of the you know superstructure or whatever the fuck. Uh, it it's all of it has been confirmed by what they're doing with this movie. I think because he spoke at like the Biden White House the other day. That yes. sucks. That's not your friend. But, uh, Joe Biden came out and gave comments on this, and so did like several <laughs> cabinet members. Like there was like a presentation where one by one the White House had to be like, "I like them hot." Yeah. Sometimes they nuke my tongue though. Ow. I believe this is a I'm place have a where nice purple shake after wash us down. This is the event where uh, a model flashed the camera. No. Oh, I did not see that. The Hot no. Cheetos event? Yeah. No, I think it was... I think that was a separate event because it was like a pride event. the same thing. Okay. Wow. Wait, maybe it was. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm proud of my flaming Hot Cheetos. You know what else is flaming Hot? She said that. Uh-huh. Because she's like... Mm-hmm. Well, she and talks like us. Then she are bursted out... Oh. ...of those it's supple... <laughs> c- clothies... Supple it's a rainy a day. Yeah, sure, a blouse. Okay. Supple clothies. You know what? I'm leave it in. <laughs> I'm gonna. It's movie turd. <laughs> Whatever. And they're supple clothies. It's fucking fine. <laughs> well, um, recorded seven podcasts this well, week. Before we move on, you get what I'm saying about how it's like rags to riches stories are yeah. like very like. You too for can. the establishment. Right. I hate them. Yeah. I've always hated shit like that because it's like. Well, clearly, the minority of people win the lottery in the market, and they just, like, dangle these stories out to keep it to where we all just dream of, like, being that one person instead of a world where, like, the fucking wealth is... Yeah, right. They, they're to encourage you to climb, which doesn't even... At least when they put the shit out like this in, like, the 60s, like... In theoretically, on a percentage-like basis, you could theoretically go up somewhere but like by the numbers americans are not getting wealthier anymore that's just a like straight up lie you could offer people yeah that's why our horatio alger story is like dumber oh i thought right. that was like a subreddit for a second i mean it was slash horatio alger. it is <laughs> check and it they're out t- they're talking about the ch- flaming hot cheeto guy if they're if they're not on track and you know that doesn't mean that the story wasn't like dangerous propaganda leading you to turn on your neighbor like a a, a wolf uh, like a uh, tearing on its own uh, brethren in the woods but at the same time like at least you might have maybe gotten something out of it back back then and you're not gonna now yeah especially like conservatives are gonna be like it's because he's like mexican they're like look you can work hard like him you know instead of fucking ever notice how there's like very few if any movies about winning the actual lottery because i think in reality it's a very sad it's just a disaster for everyone it happens to. it would be as interesting as a movie about the Air Jordan shoe. I gotta say. Yeah. Well, actually, but everybody who actually wins goes nuts. Like, there's, I remember there was this woman in Minnesota who would show up on the local news every few months for a legal issue, and there's one where she was like, uh, with her friends, you know, just making it rain at the casino or whatever. She's like, let's have a competition who see, who to see who can drive the craziest. 
Oh this yeah, is a lottery winner. <laughs> it upends your life. Yeah. Well, Hurley on Lost was a he, that was his story. Is that really? he won the lottery and like it ruined his life, which is why he didn't tell anyone on the island that he had won the lottery until you know well into the show because he was like, I don't want like it. I, it made people fucking not act normal to me and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's um, also, I guess, kind of counterintuitive to the American dream because you're not, it's the reality, which is that most people win the genetic lottery who are, you know, rich and powerful. They've won the genetic lottery like Jabba the Hutt. Um, <laughs> it's either that winning the actual lottery or these... We do not know that out. Jabba the Hutt is not self-made, by the way. <laughs> do we not? I haven't you looked tell, into you're that. You're saying he used to be like a buff worm... <laughs> That one day I, he could have been he's a literal giant slug. He probably looks like that the whole time. How did he <laughs> But I'm just which, saying he might have started like a crime syndicate. I don't think his like father was like, I'd like you to inherit my crime syndicate. No, I think it's part of a cast. I think I, he's part of a cast. It's possible. I I don't know. <laughs> okay. But I, it was a good point. People like Jabba the Hutt. Uh you know, what all right, one final point I want to make about this fucking movie and the whole Horatio Alger rags to riches thing is that like uh I've been thinking about this a lot. Because it's just like those movies, those stories drive me crazy because I know exactly what they're doing and I watch people fall for it all the time and then I just lose my mind and run around like Frank Grimes yelling at people. But like, uh, I kind of think this is a a Flores hot take of the week. I think we maybe were a little bit hard on Lena Dunham. Interesting. Because she's so annoying and everything, and she says all these weird things on the internet or whatever. But, like, that show, Girls... She had, like, a uh, Kanye-level uh, uh, maniacal streak to her in, like, <laughs> 2010. Yeah. But, like, probably because people were really <laughs> mean to her. Myself included. I have a million tweets about Lena Dunham because she's just, like, a funny character that exists. But, yeah. But, like, um, her show, Girls, was... A riches to riches story like it kind of uh-huh. was uh, self-effacing and people hated it because they were like, oh, it's just a show about these like stupid hipsters who are like rich and live in you know Williamsburg or whatever. and Their lives are meaningless because their parents are rich. But that's like a way more honest story than if she had written like and that's how I invented the cool ranch Dorito <laughs> and that's why I'm rich and live in Williamsburg or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? She was very honest about that the entire time is it was never about like congratulating yourself for doing the right thing. It was always like, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, you Here's are a, a piece show of shit. about that. <laughs> That's cool. That's honest. It's like self-reflective. Adam Driver wants to eat my pussy too much in a scene <laughs> and he gets thrown out of his loft. Anyway, I formally apologize to Leader Dunham. The show is good. Yeah, check out Girls. What are you... I'm done. You okay. Can, you could do your uh, I had a couple segues cooking. Let's see. Uh, you read it. Taken over by third parties. We'll speak to third parties. That's one. Could also do. That's good. Certain subreddits are. I see you just like a vein popping out of your neck. Yeah. Wanting to do these for the last 10 a minutes. A vein burst in Andrew's eye. Go on. Well, now next? I'm uh, preoccupied by the. By huts and how they. Uh-huh. Were they always like that? Educate I, us. They are typically obese. So you're getting um, into like Star Wars the, novels. There's a muscular point. exception, Gracchus, who apparently is what? A, a subspecies of Hut, who is buff. Gracchus baboof. Anyway, so uh, some Huts value art, apparently. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, Jabba used to stand up. Holy shit. There's an Holy early drawing of Jabba shit. where he was standing and had, he looks like a Balchinian, actually. From- <laughs> I looked up a picture of Gracchus. He's insane looking. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, okay. whoa, what the fuck? He's still pretty fat. We do have a dark, We, you know, subreddits are going dark. I thought maybe we'll go dark uh, with a really dark, I don't know whether, honestly, this is a really funny headline. I read the story, and it just gets sadder and sadder. Is this going to be where you reveal Russia gave nuclear warheads to Belarus? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, there's a... This actually sounds like a Star Wars character. Themis Matsukas. Doesn't that sound like... Themis (laughs) Matsukas! He's a Greek-American Penn State professor who you may have seen this headline... I did it. I do it to blow off steam. Penn State professor arrested for having sex with his dog after getting caught. Talk about a on- sick puppy, folks. <laughs> this guy, 
This guy's blowing off steam like he's blowing loads <laughs> in the woods, that is, into a dog. So they set up a monitor on a trail camera. This is in uh, around, you know, Penn State. And people were stealing stuff and they wanted to get to the bottom of it. And then they find a, a professor is performing sexual acts on a canine. Um, it was like a true detective opening. Yeah. <laughs> Deeply disturbing. So he had to get arrested by the park people. Imagine like training your whole life to be like a park ranger and study butterflies and things. And then you're tasked with arrest, arresting someone for bestiality. A bunch of those guys are just cops. You get arrested a a bunch it. of those park ranger guys are just like, I wish somebody would fuck a dog in my forest. I'm so fucking <laughs> bored. I want somebody to shoot. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... Uh, just blowing off steam is a top bestiality excuse of all time because it's inherently like just going for the relatable route <laughs> to it. I'm amongst us. Hey, man. I mean, you've seen this thing, right? It's never had a hard day. She looks good. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, a, it's really messed up to do that to a dog. I'm against it. Yep. He wore a ski mask. Or, so I don't know how they identified him because part of it, he had a ski mask, even if he doesn't have the ski mask. See, like, every now and then, like, something like this happens, and it's going to keep the QAnon people out of, like, society for another 10 years mm. because they're just going to be cutting this out of the newspaper and, like, pasting it onto a wall. I mean, like, see, see? Well, Penn State. This well, is what happens Penn when we State. have national parks. <laughs> Franklin Delano Roosevelt <laughs> ruined this country. Penn State is already connected to a giant sex scandal. That's uh, true. Pedophilia scandal with um, Sandusky. So I, my first impulse was like, is this connected to that? Is this guy, uh -huh. uh, you know, s s trying to quell his pederastic urges that he gets maybe because Greek. You know, Greek people used probably because he's Greek. Probably because that was he's the Greek. that was like a sport back there. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm glad they took that out of the Olympics. By the way, <laughs> we don't know how the dog is doing. I I don't think a dog can consent to that. But I don't think a dog can consent not, to that. At least he's not. least he's not doing the Sandusky situation. <laughs> Could have been worse. Uh, that's an interesting. Could have been worse is a fascinating <laughs> that's take. Gonna on this be his story. defense in court. It's gonna be look. Look what happened to all these other guys at Penn State. There's something in the water here. It makes you do crazy things. Your Honor, you're lucky it wasn't worse. I did everything right, and they still indicted me. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is just watching in the stands. <laughs> There's a court sketch of the dog sitting up in the chair. Like <laughs> He's waiting for him to be put away. It all happened. But it's it's very sad. You know what? how this started, though? is They put the cameras there because people were stealing hand sanitizer. <laughs> and then they caught a guy fucking a dog. Yeah. That's so wow. much worse. You know, this is like every story. We all want to ban ring cameras, but then occasionally they catch a Penn State professor <laughs> fucking a dog, and you got to reconsider your whole position. Well, maybe it's a fake story, and it's, that's why. Yeah. yeah. Sponsored by <laughs> Security Camera Co. Uh -huh. I, he didn't. Maybe it's a fake story. Maybe he didn't fuck that dog. Actually, <laughs> that kid, that's not even a good conspiracy because he's like, I did, but it was cool. That's his defense. His well, wife said he would never do that. I gotta. I I don't want to say I feel bad, for, but he's. It's very dark. He's like. He's probably fucked up. Right? Yeah, he's like, just shoot me. He's anyway, under so sorry. much stress. <laughs> <laughs> he used to have a good way to get rid of that, but now there's nothing. He's like a damn choo-choo train. He's got to <laughs> blow off steam. Toot, toot. <laughs> That's the sound of him fucking the dog. <laughs> God damn. Well, anyway. I hope, this, I, I hope mean, he gets help. Is this just what's happening to single men in America? <laughs> He's probably on Reddit. This probably happened because they shut they, down his dog. They shut Reddit. it down. <laughs> they shut down his favorite animated community. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of pedophilia, uh, wow, the, classic Anders segue. I sent you guys part of this article I was reading. <laughs> um, this is interesting. I mean, this ties into current events today in the United States, where you know the Cornell West, our friend, is running for the Green Party uh, nomination. He is not a goddamn. Uh, he is not as as we should stipulate. The Green Party is a very diffuse thing, right? And there's it's more of a state of mind. Yeah, um, there's Green Parties in like most Western countries, and in a way, the U.S. one is kind of anomalous because it's 
it's like the furthest. It's not the furthest left party, but it is like the furthest left like sig- party mm. of any real mm. significance. I and mean, they don't win very often, but uh, the Republican party though. can be a green party. A bachelor party can be a green party. Yeah, it's all about context. In other countries, though, they are more center right, center left, and um, I should. The reason I bring in uh, pedophilia to it is because there's this really great article from Lily Lynch. Uh, on unheard.com um, where she writes about the history of the German Green Party and uh, this has kind of been brushed under the rug. You know, the Green Movement sort of began towards the end of the Cold War where uh, they were like, we're post-ideological. We actually, we make fun of Andrew Yang, but the Australian Green Party actually was maybe the first to say, we're not going left, right, we're going forward. Whoa! Um, Whoa. But there were elements of the left in that... Uh, period who founded some green parties, including in Germany. And there's this weird tendency mm-hmm. that thankfully now has been all but stamped out. Uh, this kind of, you know, justifying and defending man, boy, love. Mm. <laughs> this was like the science a political platform. <laughs> yeah. The science of Marxism, Leninism, <laughs> directing the arrow of so, policy, policy decision, eradicating the bourgeois decadence of adult love. In the, so the it, the early green movement kind of emerged out of the 68, you know, you, movement. Free um, love. And a big part of that was to oppose the, quote-unquote, prevailing social norms, which, mm-hmm. you know, is has a lot to do with Nazism, right? We, we have to oppose these authoritarian social structures. Sure. Um Abolish the family, all that stuff, and not the, the, obviously the people didn't like interracial like relationships back then, right? And there's a lot of norms that yeah. we agreed should have been abolished, exactly. Um, and some <laughs> <laughs> where a boy has sex with a man. So, as, as Lynch writes, the Greens concluded that society could inoculate itself against the resurgence of fascism through the deliberate destruction of social taboos, uh, including you know stuff we agree is bad uh and some of this they and this is not inherent to freudianism or wilhelm reich um but they drew a link between you know authoritarian submission and sexual repression uh and uh apparently reich did write suppression of the natural sexuality in the child makes the child apprehensive shy obedient afraid of authority good and adjusted in the authoritarian sense. It paralyzes the rebellious force. So they took that and ran with it, Mm. and they pushed for the removal of two sections of Germany's penal code, law code, Mm. that criminalized sex between adults and children. Wilhelm Reich wrote a lot of stuff. Yeah. I've talked about this before, but he's like, he, he... A bunch of Kate Bush songs are about Wilhelm Reich's theories of orgon energy and shit. Devo's hats are about that. Really? It's crazy wackadoo stuff. None of it's scientific. Like, there is some legitimate theory going on in Wilhelm Reich with regards to, like, all that shit that came out of Germany, like the psychopathia sexualists and shit, all the original, like, categorizing of sexual identities and, and shit like that that just, like, led into modern medicine came out of like that one fucking school that we talked about when we talked about that um the the that the SPK SPK yeah in Germany it's really interesting as an origin point he's in there a lot but like you do need to always have a um like a reminder with him what's the word i'm looking for uh an, He's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would, I would love to like be a uh, you know uninformed voter just going through the platforms of my different options. Ooh, who's on the ballot this time? Okay, I see, I see the Greens are. Uh, well, they're they're looking to uh, lower taxes for homeowners on uh, on a, under a certain uh, income here, and then um, there's a little dot in the corner. They um, want to legalize pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a small, but they're not running on that, but it is an important part of the platform. Right. Um, There's like an extent to which, and I'm like, I guess I want to learn more about this. I don't want to like fucking talk out of school and then get something wrong and get yelled at or whatever. But like, there's this weird, there's a history of those people, like the Nambla people trying to associate themselves with like 
political causes. Yeah, and yeah. like like gay rights and stuff like that. And there's like an actual historical thing where people had to be like, th- not this. No, like, right. I don't know and how they got in here. <laughs> that's what happened here. So in the 80s. Uh, Use the boys to like, sneak in. They're not with us. They just showed up <laughs> and they're also waving a flag. And it's like fucking, but it's like an important distinction because of everything that's happening right now with like the trans panic and stuff mm. like yeah. that. Right. Um, but so apparently in the eighties, uh, their visual, the pedo sexual rights groups would show up at green party events, especially Nuremberg. And they would bring with them street children. <laughs> it took me like a second to even like figure out what we were talking about. Pedophile has a, you know, not a great right. connotation to it. So I guess it's this sounds word. better. Uh, There's but they a would fancier bring- way of pronouncing it, like when people say in academic circles, say ancient or genius. <laughs> oh, God, pedosexual. <laughs> but they would bring street children. <laughs> Come on, who lived at the Indiana Commune, and what is that? Apparently, it's a commune for pedophiles, where they would get kids. And- yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> what, what do you have to explain uh, there, really? Yeah. So. To it, to their credit, though. Can I just say this is a really fucked up episode? Yeah, I did. I, for, I, I I didn't think enough about how to. <laughs> I blame Grimace. We should do a trigger I'll warning put a at the trigger beginning. Trigger warning you. up top. That's good. They're good. They get us off the hook. Yeah. Um. So about a decade ago, to their credit, the Green Party of Germany ordered an investigation into the party's past involvement with these groups and child abuse, and it was discovered that the influence. Uh, was even stronger than previously thought. And for a while in the mid-80s, the Greens, quote, practically served as the parliamentary arm of the pedophile movement. Uh, <laughs> they did... Movement? Yeah, I mean, it was a thing. Like, NAMBLA, yeah. which, you know, as yeah. we discussed, was kind of embedded with, like, the free speech movement. It's the IRA um, tactic, the bussy and the ballot. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So in November 2014, they held a press conference. Uh, they apologized. And then um, 19... Yeah, but so the, this is... Um, that's one part of the green greens. That's that. This I don't. I didn't want to make this whole episode about pedophilia. That's, <laughs> that's not where the. Hey, that's not what this show is about. Yeah. <laughs> but as we we're just no, discussing, fucking a dog. Yeah, yeah, which I'm against as well. As we we're discussing, you know, like the American green. It's it's this. It's kind of the problem with the Green Party. Is it's you know it fetishizes green green the green movement fetishizes decentralization and because of that you have all these international parties that believe different things and it's not it's not easy to get like a kind of a coherent platform or strategy out of them yeah uh, in the US uh yeah it's like the further it's not a i mean it is i think in theory anti-capitalist there was some big to do when i think like 10 years ago they were like we pat we're we're an officially an anti-capitalist party but they're not like there are it, it is like a mixture of sort of uh, windmill business people and homeopaths and yeah. like a few socialists and communists in and there a too. couple of pedophiles, <laughs> but the US, not a significant okay. number. That is to, to be clear. This is Germany. I don't. I don't yes. think the U.S. Green Party has any. Uh, we can all agree that just Germans are like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? What they have not been great on either, and this is especially. Germany and places where they get in positions of power is uh, imperialism. So there's this guy, um, Joska Fischer, who was part of the Relo wing of the party. So they had the uh, fundamentalists known as the Fundies, uh, who believed the Greens should never abandon their founding principles. And then the Relo wing, who are more pragmatic. And of course, the Relos are the one who get gets into, into power. He's like this foreign minister, and he's Turns out he's okay with uh, bombing certain places. Mm. And that's kind of what, you know, the humanitarian intervention thing, which is something on the the liberal side of things where it's like, yeah, we are going to use all the mechanisms of imperial warfare and all that stuff we said was bad in the 60s and 70s, but now we're doing it for good and we're getting rid of these, these, you know, revanchist war criminals with our bombs. It will go better this time. Yeah. Uh, and if you look at the German Green Party, they've or the uh, Australian Green Party, they've supported similar things. So it's there, it's not like a consistent, just anti-militarist bent all the way through. Also, like you know, if you look at 
the core of what they're about, environmentalism, we agree is very important, of course. But in France right now, their Green Party is... Do you see that tweet where there's like the, a couple of French uh, Green MPs were like, yeah, sex is cool, but have you ever stopped a nuclear power plant from being developed? <laughs> I uh, hate that we all talk like this now. It yeah. sucks. Can we just have a normal conversation? <laughs> Can we just say what we think for a minute? Oh, speaking of which, RIP the Unabomber. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Would, Respect. He would have hated Twitter. Well, I guess he did. He was alive like a week ago. Right. He probably knew about it. Um, but, th- I mean... I- their Unabomber Green Party, they are not the same thing, of course, but <laughs> there are some, some sort of loose parallels between, like, the, you know, the degrowth movement. If you take it that to its logical conclusion, it's like, well, technology. Anti-industrial society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I know this is a thorny subject. Some of our listeners... Um, might be degrowth or more sympathetic to degrowth. And uh, a really common counter I hear is, well, we're, yeah, we're degrowth, but we don't believe in all that, the austerity stuff. We're anti-austerity, but also degrowth, which leads me to ask, why are you calling it degrowth? Mm. It just seems like a bad name if that's not actually what you're talking I mean, I, I am sympathetic to uh, the idea that growth is not unambiguously good. And that's sure. a problem with mainstream economics is and capitalism is this, this unambiguous idea that uh, grow, more growth is good, 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 good. But the counter to that, I don't think should be, oh, we need less growth. It's just like that paradigm is out of whack and not the thing we should be focusing on. There's some places where growth is bad, other places where it's good. We should, you know... Not not use that as the key to understanding everything. We Third did that. Thing. We did that uh, episode with Matt Huber last year yeah. about uh, degrowth in the environmental um, uh, industry or whatever you would want to call it. Um, but I do think that an essential, and this is an issue you run into in lots of places on online in general. But there isn't like an agreed calling uh, being degrowth on Twitter has around the same uh, uh, staying power of uh, uh, being part of the tanky community on Twitter where it's like a different thing for every person who says it uh, and there's not really uh, you know agreed upon structures that actually contain these ideas uh, so you know feel free to listen to people hear people out before you completely uh, demolish them with your right. sweet memes. I mean, it is weird because it feels like kind of like we're talking past each other at certain points. And the funniest thing to me is like uh, some people who are really anti-degrowth will say, oh, this is just a bunch of privileged people. Um, and then the what the degrowth people say is like, oh, well, if you're anti-degrowth, it's because you're really privileged because you want that big screen TV and AC. Well, this is just how like every faction of the left calls each other liberals right. or whatever. It's just a thing. Yeah. A way to frame it as you're not as left as me. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not degrowth, but I'm I'm also nice. Are the is the Green Party pedophiles because they're into degrowth? <laughs> <laughs> they're no. stopping the growth. And you know what? <laughs> to the US Green Party's credit, I don't think they are necessarily would say they're degrowth necessarily. I'm sure they're many on a would, completely but... different discussion. I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, I was about to say the first time I ever heard Green New Deal was from Jill Stein in 2012. Yeah. Uh, so they're obviously have some element of eco modernism. I'll tell you right now, Anders, she's probably getting my vote again. <laughs> <laughs> Even if Cornell gets a nomination. Even if Cornell gets the nomination. Okay. Yeah, we should talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, Unless he becomes the frontrunner of the Democratic Party. He, <laughs> what, he was running for the People's Party like a week ago, and he like dropped them or something. Okay. Let me so, tell you something about Cornell West. I like him. I saw him on Instagram the other day talking to our friend Jamie, someone I do whippets with. Right. <laughs> I was like, he's probably not going to win this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's trying to win. Do you think um, we can get Cornell West to do whippets with oh, us? Oh, that'd be so cool. That's we've like gotten asking. good guests like that. We got John McAfee. Yeah, did That's he true. do whippets? He didn't do well. We couldn't really make it. He it like almost admitted to a murder. <laughs> I mean, it's different goals for different guests. I'm sure he did whippets at some point. Yeah, yeah, he fucked a whale. Of course, he did whippets. <laughs> he's not going to draw the line at whippets. That would be insane. He possessed a Penn State professor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vengeful spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a ghost, but I'm just up to dumb shit. 
Man, if Ghost's are real, he's having so much fun right now. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to that evil man who was dead. <laughs> um, yeah, so Cornell West announced with the movement for People's Party, not to be confused with the People's Party, which basically does not exist. They have ballot access, I think, in two states, something like that. But, uh, you know, this was an idea being kicked around since, like, 2017, where for a while they were really trying to get Bernie to drop the Democratic Party thing and run with a new party. And that would have gotten them, uh, the theory was, like, immediate ballot access in every state, and he would have been a huge contender. Um, And... There's been a lot of internal issues that I guess Cornell West was not abreast of. Um, there were apparently there's like a Discord chat or a um, yeah Discord or one of those things, one of those apps. I cannot imagine Cornell West Slack. on Discord. I believe it was a Slack. Okay. Cornell West was not involved in this, but there okay. was like a dispute over. This like, happened on R slash Bustin Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you stayed abreast of it. <laughs> well, the the thing and what I would say is one of the problems with. MPP to throw some shade or spill some tea is that they're trying to be, they're kind of doing the we're not left, we're not right, we're going forward thing, but it's like we're uniting the far right and the far left. Uh, and, you know, apparently, according to some accounts, there was like a debate on their their Slack over whether or not white people can use the N-word. <laughs> and like a woman was banned for saying no. They're moving forward. Yeah. Um, which like, you can get some people showing up to that who are like, wow, I'm, who are like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm both of these things. I have far left and far right views. Um, and it feels like that's, it can feel like that's a significant achievement, but until you realize that that's not actually that many people who are like, oh yeah, I want universal healthcare, but I'm also anti-vax. And mm. like, you know, it, 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 there's this kind of sensation that where people are like, wow, we were able to unite these, what seems like two disparate groups, but it's still a small crowd. Yeah. Sure. Well, people, people have incoherent politics, but the problem is like, if you like flesh them out long enough, they contradict each other and like, you can't really form any coherent like politics. If you, if you, if you talk to those people long enough, they'll be like, Wait, what? You know? Yeah. Uh, Andrews, I know you're a big proponent of left-wing challenges in the Democratic primary for the next uh, presidential election. Do you think he should have stayed in the Dem tent? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't think he would have won, but I, it at least would have been, would have made things a little more interesting and been able to put like sort of a socialist program and platform be before, you know, millions of people. His reason for not doing it, I find kind of frustrating that people are still trapped in this mentality where he's like, well, you know, I like marching to my own tune. And, you know, you look at what's happening to RFK. He's apologizing for his comments on Roger Waters and Israel. And that's what happens when you try to run inside the Democratic Party. Uh, In reality, there is no Democratic Party. Like you cannot, they cannot tell you what to say and what not to say. It's just a box you check. Mm. Um, so you, and that's one of the flaws, I think, in the, the two party system where there's this, it's, you know, very good at excluding other ballot lines. But one of the flaws baked in is they can't actually discipline and control candidates for office. You, you know, there's no rules that tell you what you can and can't say and run on. You can basically run as a Republican in the Democratic Party. Many people have done it and been elected. Yeah, right? that's true. Uh, but I uh, I don't know. Conversely, don't you feel like once you get past a certain level, and maybe this is outside of the goals of what you would be expecting in a Cornell West uh, candidacy inside the Democratic Party, don't you feel like once you get to a certain level, they do have ways to punish you? Like in that Bernie Sanders candidacy was punished by the Democratic Party once he like started winning? I mean, they organized to stop him, but the, and this is, I think... Another takeaway that uh, I think we should be clear about is, yeah, I mean, there were shenanigans both times, right? And those should be investigated and all that stuff. And there's probably weird, there is weird stuff that happened after COVID started and 
the Biden kept campaigning in Wisconsin and like people, you know, were going the state of Wisconsin let the primary happen even though COVID was Yeah, and I don't want to get stuck shit. on twenty twenty talk again. Right. But I feel like it's completely different this time. Yeah, but the, I think at the end of the day, and this is something we have to live with, the votes were not there. Mm. There's no rule that says you can't consolidate to beat another candidate. That's something I would have hoped Bernie would have done if if or I would have hoped Elizabeth Warren would have dropped out and endorsed him. Is that rigging it against but, Biden? Like, no. But that, that's well, what we were just saying is that they don't have a way to punish you, and that seems like like a real punishment. Yeah, I mean, but that's wait, strategy. Talking in circle. Okay, but the the idea of them strategizing against someone who challenges their interests is functionally them. Isn't that the same it's the thing? party doing a thing? Yeah, isn't that yeah. like that's discipline? Well, that's, that's not using the rules and shit. It's just. No, that's trying to beat somebody. Maybe that's trying to win. Do you think if Joe Biden falls off a cliff um, tomorrow, Cornell West is back? He's back. He's going in the dem line now. Could you do that? Are you allowed to switch? Uh, so this is something else that's come up. Sore loser laws they do exist in many states. However, they all have like deadlines. So he could just and this is what I was saying you should do: just run in the Democratic primaries. He's not going to win, but then drop out before the deadlines and run as an independent or a green. Oh, uh, that's okay. what Gary Johnson did in 2012. He was running the Republican primaries, didn't win, went on to become the Libertarian nominee. There's like, there was an issue, I think in Michigan, but other than that, like you can do that. Um, and you know, ultimately I believe in, I I'm, I'm open to whatever I'm open. I just want to fight the DNC as effectively as possible. And for the most part, that's running. The, and this is the other thing. It's like people say, oh, you're falling into a trap by running in the Democratic primaries. They don't want us to do that. They want <laughs> they want you to run as a third party. There have been DSA electeds. Uh, my state senator, Jabari Brisport, he ran as a Green for city council in 2017. Then he was like, okay, fine. I, I, I'm going to try the primary now. He got elected to the state Senate. He has had colleagues, centrist, conservative Democrats in the state legislature say to him, DSA should form a party. I don't want the, you know, stop yeah, stop uh, messing with us. Form your own party. Give it a, you guys not, got this. Yeah. That's a good sign that it's a good yeah. idea is right. that they don't fucking want it because it's like an insurgency. Or yeah. Whatever. But they don't want it. Like there is, they functionally do like actively try to push people out. It's harder to win when you're opposed to them. Right. I mean, they're going to try that, but you know, it's not any easier to beat them as a third party. It's much harder. Uh, that's not to say... You shouldn't vote for. I'm probably going to vote for Cornell West. I voted for Hawkins. I voted for Stein twice. Uh, and I think one of the interesting things is going to be if Cornell West, and this is a big if, but if he actually hits 5% as a Green, because we haven't had uh, a big name run um, as the Green Party nominee since 2000. So Nader got, um, even in. 1996, when Nader was not like a legal candidate, he was just nominated by a bunch of state green parties. He got more votes then than Jill Stein did in 2012, like campaigning really hard. So the fact that he's a big name mm. is a big deal. So in, in 2000, Nader got almost 3% of the vote. The goal was 5%, fell short wow. of that. He's a good yeah. politics nerd name. He's not like... It's not like, like he's not like a Taylor Swift or what have no, you. No, but to some people he is. <laughs> <laughs> but there's still a significant difference between like I don't approve of his current boyfriend, by the way. Who Ralph Nader's current boyfriend? Ralph no, Nader's yeah. dating uh, the guy from fucking Maddie Healy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Jill Stein got one percent in 2016. Uh, could West? You know, with he has more name recognition than her. You know, I think maybe he could get five percent. There's a lot of people who are going to be disillusioned with Biden because this is going to be the first election since 1956 where it's the same two guys as last time. Like that's very boring. People might want to shake it up a little bit. Uh, and if he gets five percent and they become like a, you know, they hit that threshold and they have special. Uh, privileges now as like a big party is that that's going to provide some interesting questions and uh, strategy 
questions to uh, DSA. You know, you know what we forgot mm-hmm. to talk about is Trump got indicted. Yeah, no, I was about to say, do you think he's going to be in jail? Like, yeah. do you think he's actually going to jail? <laughs> and is he going to run from fucking jail? Is he going to run from jail? He might well, win thing. if he does that. First yeah. order of business. I am free from jail. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, like, ha- might. The people that like him will be like, he's such a. I will respect the shit out of that. <laughs> like, I don't care if he ends the world right after. I think that's so baller. Because the people that like him think he's like an underdog. Yeah, that's very underdoggy. It's it would be the coolest thing he's ever done. Like he's by a fucking a warrior yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I said this on the bonus episode, but I think like all these Republicans jumping into the race, obviously there's, you know, you get media kudos for that. Uh, but, you know, maybe it's it's not the smartest idea uh, if Trump is going to be the inevitable nominee. Maybe they know something we don't or something we maybe it's just plainly obvious and we refuse to accept it that he's actually going to jail uh, because I think they think probably there's a shot that that's going to happen and they have a chance. If Is there any... Airbud style law on the books <laughs> <laughs> preventing a president, a, a, a uh, convict who's convicted of felony and is in jail from running for president. You do that. Like you can't do that. Jail, I think you or, can do it. I don't uh, know if you could win. I don't know how that would work, but that happened in Mexico too. Really? Yeah, Ricardo Flores Magón was in jail, and he he. Uh, when Madero was running for president for uh, the fucking fifth time or whatever, because the Mexican Revolution is a bunch of weird Game of Thrones people knocking each other off of the thing, he, uh, he, well, he, he told people that Ricardo Flores Magón, the radical fucking anarchist IWW guy that my ancestor worked with, he, uh, he told people that Magón was his vice presidential candidate without his consent because he was in jail and he couldn't say I'm not his vice presidential candidate because he was trying to just gin up support and he thought people liked him and then he like got out of jail was like no I'm not and then he just won anyway he lied so that happened you can do that yeah, Ron DeSantis should just say Donald Trump is his vice president. VP, yeah. <laughs> and he's not allowed to comment because he's in solitary. You can do that for mouthing off. <laughs> I also am just yeah. so curious what jail Donald, like the former president, goes to. I mean, maybe they'll build a jail in the White House. God, he so can. That's cool. They're gonna it, build him a like Magneto the, Tower. Yeah, I was about to say it's like just a, a room of like very gilded bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man. man, I think, I want it so bad. You think anyone's gonna be able to sell the difference between the orange jumpsuit and his? orange skin. Oh my god. Uh, so orange. They walk in the room and they say, where is he? This is, this is, an, orange, this is an orange person over there. Hey, Who's over there? The the flaming Hot Cheetos guy? Oh, is it Chester Cheetah? Is it... Are you one of the, the guys from those subway ads that tell you not to break dance? <laughs> That's a good. That's a good poll right there. That's a New York <laughs> reference. I apologize for our non-New York listeners. New York regional podcasting. Did you know that uh, Chester Cheetah is based on Tom Waits? We don't have the time to discuss. Oh, I feel we, we must have discussed this. We did the Sonic the Hedgehog is Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. Still so weird to me. Yeah, it's um, it's important, and I'll say it again. That's what this campaign's all about. That's what this campaign's yeah. all about. Um. All right. Well, before we get out of here, are there is there anything else related to this uh, to Cornell West or Trump or whatever the fuck uh, we need to touch on? I mean, hey, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, Final thoughts. The real winner today is the audience at home. Yeah. <laughs> watching their television sets. I mean, what I was going to say is it's, you know, every few years people say third party, other third party advocates will say, you know, people on the left will say like, uh, we need a third party. We need to break from the Democrats. Uh, we're not going to be like the Greens, though. They're a joke, and we're just going to do it better than them. Uh, and it never works, right? In 2012, Rocky Anderson, who's running now for mayor again, he's a former mayor of Salt Lake City, good guy, great politician, uh, good views. He tried to do this with the ju- – he's created a thing called the Justice Party. He's like, the Green Party is a disaster. We're going to do it better. And they got washed by – 
you know, the Green Party didn't great, do great either, but they did much better than he did. Uh, like, I think everybody has this assumption that if it was just me in there, I would somehow do this better than the Greens. And mm. there's a ceiling. It's a structural There's a ceiling to, yeah. How, but, you know, maybe I think they are open to changing the name and changing the brand, yeah. potentially. And if this leads to that... Uh, we are not a pedophile party anymore. <laughs> we disavow people in Germany. Yeah. Uh, hey, good luck to them fighting over that 2% of the vote. Maybe yep. you'll be the one liberals yell at this I mean, time if you win. This will be a fun uh, fun debate for us who are who we vote for. Is it going to be... Wahoo! Yeah, I'll try to think of someone funnier than Jill Stein, but... <laughs> I'm just not sure I can do it. It's kind of like how, you know, there's a few months out and you realize you got to come up with a really good Halloween costume. It's exactly the same feeling as that. I got to think of a really funny person to vote for this time. <laughs> I said, really, I'm just stuck with Joe Stein because I've already done it three times. And so the enduring <laughs> bit is what's sticking with me. It is funny. Yeah. The more you do it. It'll be funnier after she's dead. It's one of those things like <laughs> it stops being funny and then it starts being funny again. Yeah. If I never quit, it's only going to get better. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Daniel Ellsberg died, RIP. <laughs> <laughs> also, UPS uh, workers, Teamsters, have authorized a strike. They're down to clown when shit hits the fan, which they, by the way, they just got fans. But when faces I saw that start they got to air frown. conditioners in yeah. their trucks. It's huge for people like, uh, what's his face from Minion Death Cult? Tony. Alex. Alex, fuck. Alexander. Sorry. Yes. Alexander. Shout out to him. Uh, yeah, they. That that's exciting. That'll be in the news. I mean, it, this is this doesn't a hundred percent mean they'll go on strike, but it is pretty damn close. So good luck to them. We'll keep an eye out for that. And yeah, R.I.P. Dan. All right, I have to go talk to uh, idiots in the uh, in Lower Manhattan who make me want to kill myself with their views on all of society. Basically, I'm gonna look up stuff about Job of the Hood. Uh, we got any plugs before we go? At Anders Lear on Twitter, Dursley One Instagram. Uh, the next paid protest is July 7th at Silo, the Raves uh, Asylum. Uh, and that's in Bushwick. Uh, ticket link for that will be up hopefully uh, next week. So keep your eye out for that. And then I guess just, hey, because yep. we mentioned it earlier, check out Quar Raiders on YouTube. Trying to get those YouTube numbers up. You can actually follow Paid Protest on Twitter, at Paid Protest. And you can follow Paid Protest on Twitter, and they'll have all the dates there and tickets and stuff. That's right. Cool. I have a couple of things that are vague and blobby, but uh, I have a show happening at TVI in September. Ooh. Me and Jamie Peck are working on. Should be a pretty fun live show. TVI and is cool. TVI is very cool. I can't believe that they were our... They were like, I wanted that venue, and then they emailed us, and we're like, cool. The fools. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so hopefully we have a good show, and they don't realize what a mistake they've made. <laughs> um, and I also have another, I think I'm going to start a King of the Hill podcast with uh, my pal Avery Moore. Ooh, so ooh. Uh, if you enjoy King of the Hill, you want to listen to much dumber podcast even than this, <laughs> check it out. It'll come out soon. All right. That's it. Bow wow. Bow wow. Yiggy o yiggy a. This finished.